Animal agriculture seems to often be under the microscope, whether that's on social media, in the courtroom, or on the ballot. What can the farming community do to stand up to these attacks against animal ag? I recently sat down with Hannah thompson Weeman, president and CEO of the Animal Agriculture Alliance, to find out what they're all about. We are a nonprofit organization, and we're working to uh, bring together everyone in animal agriculture so we can speak with a united voice on issues that impact all of us. Our mission is to safeguard the future of animal agriculture and its value to society by bridging the communication gap between farm and food communities. So if you've ever seen something on social media, in the newspaper, maybe even said by a friend or family member about animal agriculture that was just blatantly wrong, that's what we're here to do is try to correct those myths and misconceptions and share positive factual information about hot topics like animal welfare, antibiotic use, and sustainability. How challenging is that to do in the social media world? I mean, the state of Oregon, they've always got legislation that the Oregon Farm Bureau is worried about. It's going to really negatively impact producers. A major part of our effort is keeping an eye on the sources of those myths and that misinformation, and a lot of that comes from animal rights activist organizations. There are individuals and groups out there that just don't believe there's any way to ethically and responsibly use animals for any purpose, including for food, and they are very focused on aggressively targeting the industry in a lot of different ways. They're going on farms, they're stealing animals, they're trying to get hired, they're pressuring restaurant retail brands, they're going after legislation, just like the example in Oregon of a really extreme ballot initiative that's still lingering out there, still being pushed uh, to potentially be on the ballot, uh, that at least the last iteration I saw was we can't even uh, kill an animal for food. That would be cruelty. You have to wait till they die of natural causes, which doesn't sound, I think, very appealing to any of us. Uh, So these groups are using these extreme tactics to advance their agenda, and that makes it very difficult to share positive factual information because there's so much noise and they're a small sector of the population, but they're very effective at making themselves quite loud. Hannah, how tough is it to fight these outlets? Because I I think in Idaho a couple of years ago, there was a push to have legislation that said you can't get a job on a farm under false pretenses, but that was ruled unconstitutional. So it makes it very challenging for farmers to try to win the battle in the farm and on social media. There's definitely been some push for legislation that would potentially help address some of these issues about getting hired for false pretenses, but those can be very controversial. There's freedom of speech issues. A lot of them that have been passed have ultimately been challenged, but there are some ways that farmers and ranchers can protect themselves and speak positively about the industry. The number one recommendation that we have is to be beyond reproach. So we need to make sure we are doing the right thing every single time, continuously improving and innovating in terms of animal welfare, being stewards of the environment, and being good neighbors. So making sure all of those concepts are key to our culture and that we document and demonstrate. It's not enough to just say, take our word for it. We've got to be able to document and share how important those things are to us on our farms and ranches every day. Maybe it sounds like common sense. You didn't become a farmer if you didn't want to take care of animals, but unfortunately in the world we're living in today, there's no such thing as common sense. You can also take some farm security measures to make your farmer facility a harder target. Things like motion sensor lighting, gates, locks that you actually lock, a careful hiring process, being cognizant of what visitors might be coming to your facility. Are they who they say they are? So those common sense measures of protecting yourself from these extreme organizations. And then lastly, we need to be transparent and proactive in our efforts to build relationships. Maybe it's on social media. Maybe it's just in your community. Bring a class out for a field trip. uh, Talk to your legislators. Talk to the media. Just put a face on animal agriculture because a lot of people are very disconnected from what we do. In your assessment, is this a right to farm issue or exactly 
where does this need to be addressed so farmers can have their beef cattle, their dairy cattle, and run an operation? The vast majority of people out there happily and confidently consume meat, poultry, dairy, and eggs. So what we need to do is make sure we continue giving them permission to do that, making sure they know it's a healthy, sustainable choice that's responsible for the animals, responsible for the planet, and responsible for human health. So there's a lot we can do to clear up those misconceptions and share information and ultimately make sure that we're maintaining consumer choice. If individuals uh, want to make purchasing decisions that match their values and their budgets, whether that includes animal protein or not, that is all well and good from the perspective of the alliance. Uh, you know, we're not here trying to change people's diets. We just want to make sure people have access to accurate, balanced information as they make those choices. So from our perspective, it's all about reaching the right people with that message so they can continue making those choices confidently. One of the issues we're following very closely in the PNW, I know across the country, is Prop 12. From your perspective, what sort of precedent does Prop 12 set and what kind of concerns do you have? Proposition 12 and other ballot initiatives of that nature are a major concern to our membership because it's a way that activist groups are pushing to restrict what production practices that farmers and ranchers can use. And it's not about animal welfare. It's about targeting widespread practices that are used across the industry and getting them banned to force expensive conversions. They want to reduce efficiencies. They want to drive up the cost of animal protein. So ultimately, consumers have to make tough choices at the grocery store. Proposition 12 is unique because it not only applies to producers in the state of California and the way that they can raise veal, laying hens, uh, and pigs, but it also applies to producers across the country who want to sell in the state of California. So it's allowing the state to have an outsized influence. California uh, produces way less than 1% of U.S. pork, and they consume almost 15%. So that's the outsized influence they're able to have, and that's exactly why activist groups push for this ballot initiative in California specifically. It has been taken up by the Supreme Court, some of the challenges they recently heard oral arguments and a decision is expected early next year and there's a lot of interest to to see what the outcome of that is going to be because it is going to set a strong precedent of what do producers have to do to comply and what could also be coming down the pike in the future there's already similar legislation that's been passed in massachusetts but it's also in a holding pattern to see what the outcome is of prop 12 uh, and we do believe that despite the outcome there we'll continue to see ballot initiatives be passed it's just a question of how impactful they're able to be a lot of people say, you know, farmers have got to get off the sidelines. They've got to give themselves a voice. What would you like to see from the farming industry, whether it's those who raise livestock or maybe just wheat growers, to let people know, hey, this is what ag animal, animal ag industry is all about? The first thing that I would encourage you to do is get involved with your local organization. So we are much stronger together than we are as individuals. So whether it's your state uh, wheat growers association or dairy association, whatever that looks like, get involved. Farm Bureau, support the experts that are already in place, make your voice heard. And then secondly is do your own part as an individual because we as organizations put a lot of time and effort into this, but your voice as an individual producer carries way more weight than any of ours in your community and really across the country. So um, just make time. I know it's one more thing you have to do, but our challenge is just one thing a week. Maybe it's one social media post or going to one meeting or reaching out to one member of your community a week. Just doing something that's sustainable and feasible, but that helps you establish yourself in your local network as an expert on these issues so that people know who to come to who has accurate, balanced information. So join organizations, be part of coalitions, but also figure out ways that you as an individual can help move the needle. 
we've talked about social media several times, so if you'd like to get involved on the social media conversation, we have a lot of resources on our website. We actually make all of our social media posts publicly available, captions, graphics. You can download them, use them right away. Super easy. AnimalAgAlliance.org. We have a lot of other resources that are also available, and you can follow us. We're most active on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, So definitely connect with us if you're looking to get involved in these issues. Once again, that was Hannah Thompson-Weeman, President and CEO of the Animal Agriculture Alliance.